Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother, Tyler Staggs. Tyler, before we get into the show, go ahead and tell everyone how they can support the podcast. Yeah, very simple ways. First, go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, stickers, beanies, hats, all kinds of different stuff on there. You definitely want to go check it out, and we'd really appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, just if, whether it be on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, make sure you're following the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating, if you haven't already, and leave us some comments, questions. We love that interaction. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. If that subscribe button's red, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you like the video, go ahead, hit that thumbs up, leave a like on the video. It helps us out a lot, and we do really appreciate it. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans. 49ers fans, important game coming up. We want to know your thoughts on it. So go down to the comments. Leave us a comment. Like I said, we love that interaction, and we want to know y'all's thoughts on this upcoming game. Another great way to support the podcast is to follow us on social media. On Twitter, you can follow us at Titans underscore time. On Facebook, Titans time. And on Instagram, Titans time podcast. We've got the – we're here a little bit early because the Titans have got a primetime game coming up Thursday night football and it's not against the Jaguars it's not against the Jaguars um it's something different it's against the 49ers which is going to be interesting they are a team that has gotten pretty hot recently and they've been playing some good football so it's going to be a fun game to watch and the Titans have an opportunity here to I guess kind of reinstate themselves as one of the top teams in the league in a lot of people's minds uh and to you know, kind of do away with any doubt that Titans fans might have, um, especially since, and we'll get into this a little bit more during the our, after I go through the injury report. It's looking pretty good for AJ Brown. Maybe, hopefully, possibly, potentially. 
Just I, maybe. I, There's first, a chance. Get into the injury report first. Let's read the I, injury I do want to report. Talk about now, there song. is not an official injury report for today yet. No, I, Tuesday. But I do, I do remember, have the one from Monday. I, I do remember four, and sorry for us talking over each other here, just trying to get as much information out as we can. The Titans have a later practice today. Like, they're probably just now finishing up with practice as we are starting to record this. So, say we waited another hour, we would probably have the official injury report for today. But, like you said, you have the one for yesterday, so go ahead and go over that. So, for the Titans, Julio Jones, Taylor Lewan, David Long, and Larell Murchison all did not practice, and then Deontay Foreman and David Questenberry were limited participants. For the San Francisco 49ers, Dre Greenlaw, Talanoa Hufanga, Maurice Hurst, and Elijah Mitchell all did not practice. And then Aziz Al-Shair and Jaquiski Tart were limited participants. I am so glad that you had to try and say those names versus me. And I think I killed it, to be honest. I think there if was... You- if you mean killed it as in like absolutely butchered it <laughs> and put it out there, then yes, probably so. The Titans, but, which I guess it's because you're used to saying a lot of these guys' names, but their their side doesn't seem as bad to pronounce. Um, but <laughs> what did Julio look like? Uh, did he practice today? Did you see anything? On I, that? I have not got to look at anything today. Um, was busy at work, and then like I said, the Titans had a later practice. So haven't seen any videos or anything yet. So I don't even know if Julio got to practice today. Right. I know that A.J. Brown was kind of, I guess you could consider him limited. Uh, he was with the team, supposedly with the team, um, for like walkthroughs and things like that. So, and, and I don't think they have a practice tomorrow. Things could be looking good for him to come back. It's... I mean, it's going to be a toss-up yeah. this week because most of the time when you bring stay, say that a guy is designated to return from injury reserve, they have a 21-day window. And usually when you do that, you have a full week of practice where you can kind of see where they are as far as their possible game speed, all of that, how their body's going to react to being out there, and you can make a decision. So it's a unique situation for AJ this week because he's coming back on a short week. They aren't going to have really full-blown practices because your guys need to rest up. And I I think it's going to be a toss-up on whether or not he plays. One saving grace could be the fact of back when he first got injured before he was put on injured reserve, they said that he was kind of week to week with a chest injury. So if he's week to week, then they put him on injury reserve just to let him get fully healthy. He's basically had four weeks. And have the extra roster spot. Right. And it's not like it's been, you know, a hamstring or something like that. It's very possible he could play, and honestly, the Titans need him out there. And he tweeted that he was missing football and ready to get back. And, And we miss him. Yeah. For Very sure. much. Um, the offense, 100% for sure, does not look the same without him. Uh, so they especially need him back for this game. Now, like the you said, 49ers are no joke on defense. Like you said, we. <laughs> I, I, so you, you, you threw me off there. You started. We're recording this on Tuesday. Now it finally come back to me here. 
So it's possible things can change for tomorrow, but your gut feeling, do you think that AJ plays this week? I think he'll play in a limited fashion. I mean, that could be enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of times if he's out there, he might be more of a decoy than anything. Uh, I don't know necessarily that a lot of targets will come his way, but I think you at least need him out. Him as a decoy is probably more effective than, say, I don't know, their third or fourth guy that would be on the depth chart, say like a Cody Hollister or someone like that. Right. He's probably more effective, even if he only pulls in two, three catches. Um, I think that he could or should at least be available in in like a limited fashion and you know potentially even completely available for the game. That's my gut feeling on it, and that basically comes from nothing but the limited things that I have seen uh, as far as coverage from today, which, again, is very limited, and then also – his tweet. I just feel like he's ready to come back. I feel like he thinks he's ready to come back. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm gathering as well. And my gut feeling is that he will play as for how much. I don't know because really don't know exactly what the chest injury was. Again, it wasn't like it was anything to his legs or anything like that. So it depends on how they feel about him getting hit. You know, if he can take the hits and keep going or whatever, and if that's the case, he may come back and play 90% of the snaps, or he could come back and be in a very limited role. So, yeah, I mean, but, there's really no telling. And like you said, things can change a lot between now and game time. So, yeah, but either way, I really hope that he's out there. Yeah, me too. Um, so, I mean, let's talk a little bit about this San Francisco team and what they've looked like because... As you mentioned, they're hot. They've won... I believe it's five of their last six. Their only loss being to uh, Seattle. And, you know, they beat the Bengals in overtime. Going through um, these wins that they've had, they beat the Rams 31-10. to They beat Jacksonville 30-10. to They beat the Vikings 34-26. to As I mentioned, they lost to the Seahawks 30-23. to Beat the Bengals in overtime 26 to 23 and beat the Falcons this past week 31 to 13. And that 13 is a relevant number because I don't know if you've seen this or not, but in like four of the la- of the Titans' last losses that they've had, guess how many points they've scored? 13. Yes. <laughs> so. Basically, the Titans need to score more than 13 points. Yeah, if, I think if they don't score more than, than 13 points, they definitely lose this game. I mean, I think I, that's I pretty I can probably agree say. with that. Um, because the San Francisco defense is definitely a lot stronger than their offense, but they've been able to put up some points during this stretch. I mean, you you kind of rattled off some of the scores there. Um I don't know exactly what their numbers looked like prior to that run that they went on. But, I mean, another thing to mention there is it's not like they're beating a bunch of scrubs either. Like, you mentioned the Rams. You mentioned the Bengals, the Vikings. Well, notes on the Rams game. I can't remember where I seen this. And it may have been A to Z uh, talking about it this morning. Someone mentioned it. Like, one of the people commenting on their video mentioned this. That Rams game that they won, that was the Rams' first game with Odell 
being added to the roster. Also, their first game without Robert Woods. So that can play a big factor. Right. Things there. were definitely, in that case, things were definitely changing a lot for them then. Not saying that the 49ers couldn't win yeah. that game because but, George Kittle by himself has been going absolutely crazy over the last several weeks. And, I mean, I'm not so worried about the 49ers offense against the Titans defense. Uh, I mean, as we've mentioned the past couple of weeks, Titans defense has been playing lots out. I think they can hold their own for sure. They're going to be tested this the week for sure. 49ers defense scares me. Well, look at the pressure that teams have been getting on Tannehill and – you know that Nick Bosa is sitting over there. Exactly. Because more than likely, he's going to be going up against Questenberry because I believe that's the side that Bosa lines up on. Who seems to be banged up because he was limited today. And that it's <laughs> not, he's not good. He's licking his chops. He's yeah. like, okay, I, I'm coming for you. Try and stop me. little foreshadowing. All this is kind of lining up with my score prediction oh, no. and my bowl prediction. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling you're fixing to predict like five or six sacks for Nick no, Bosa? It's, it's, it's something a little different, but I, I think it's interesting. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even let's kind of flip to offensively. Um, Garoppolo, what are your thoughts on him? I believe that Garoppolo is doing basically what's being asked of him. He's taking care of the ball, not being dangerous with it, and he's getting it to his playmakers. Brandon Ayuk, I think I said that right. Um, close George, enough even if you didn't yeah George Kittle I mean that Debo Samuel Debo Samuel that's who I was actually thinking more of Um, but those guys right there you're talking about explosive plays in a matter of seconds yes absolutely like get the ball in it, their hands and they can make the plays for you it's like this offense sort of I don't know from the outside it seems like at first they don't really have that huge boom potential. But then when you actually start to look and break down each one of these players, George Kittle is a great player, and he's you know probably most of the time their go-to. He's that more safe option. But he also has the potential to just make huge plays. Debo Samuel is probably the epitome of the type of player that is able to take it to the house anytime they touch the football. Yeah, because – what the 49ers have been doing is finding just ways to get the ball in his hands, whether it's handing it to him in the backfield when he's coming across in motion or just a screen or finding quick routes to get it into his hands and then just telling him, go make a play. Yeah, I mean, he makes huge, huge plays and, all the time. And looking at the Titans' offense from that, that's what they've been missing. You know, that's what, if A.J. Brown comes back, that's what he can offer. You find a way to get the ball in his hands, and then he goes crazy with the yards after catch or yards after contact, which, however you want to put it. And, again, that's what the Titans offense is missing, and the 49ers offense has it. Right I now. agree. I agree 100%. Because A.J. is probably not, I won't say f as fast, but he's probably not as like quick as Debo Samuel as far as those first few steps and change of direction, but he's more powerful. So, like, yeah. once he gets going and, say, there's a couple people between him and the end zone, that's almost not going to be enough to stop him. Case in point, 
you go back to this game against the Steelers, NWI catching it short of the sticks and being stopped by getting hit, Joe Hayden wrapping him up and everything, A.J. Brown does not get Especially stopped. Especially in that situation. A.J. No. Brown gets a first down. He gets a first down or possibly – more. Possibly, I mean, go, ba- go back to the Ravens game, right? Where he just bullied like the whole defense, yeah, to I mean, get into the end zone. That's a great point because I, he, I definitely, I didn't even think about that, but I definitely don't think he gets stopped right there for sure, right? And that's the difference that he brings to this team. Like you said, his first couple steps may not be as quick, but when he hits his top speed, it it can be done, and he he make he has a lot of power in his body that helps him out a lot. And 49ers fans, if you're watching this, we do want to give a lot of credit to your team because y'all have really good playmakers and guys that can keep you in the game. Again, George Kittle, I know we're talking about real game situations here and everything, but he's probably single-handedly helped me win a couple fantasy (laughs) games over the last couple weeks by going crazy. And, and you know, (laughs) seeing the 49ers on the schedule – Earlier in the season, like especially, say, in the middle of the Titans' run that they went on, you look at that game and you kind of compare that to the teams the Titans had been beating at the time, and you're like, okay, you know, you can almost chalk that one up as a W because that is also sort of around the time that the 49ers were in a little bit of their slump and – you know, Kittle wasn't putting up those numbers. The offense wasn't putting up those numbers. Well, I think Kittle had got hurt and maybe went on IR. Yeah, and, and, and he weeks. started slow at the beginning of the season. Um, but now everything just seems like it's coming together for him, and it's a game to honestly be a, a little bit scared of depending – I mean, A.J. Brown could make a huge difference depending on if he plays or not. It, he can, and I want to say this. Back before the start of the season – if I'm remembering correctly, I predicted this 49ers game as a loss for the Titans. Just looking at what the 49ers offered, I thought, okay, even though it's at home, Titans could possibly drop that one. Have to stick around a little bit later to find out if I I still feel that way or if I think the Titans can pull it out. We'll say most of the time during the season, I picked the Titans to win every game. <laughs> so, But we'll still see. Not saying that's a spoiler, but could be and you know again this 49ers team just they're getting hot at the right time yeah so that's honestly one of the biggest things about going into the playoffs and fighting to get your way into the play it seems like the teams that are getting hot towards the end of the season always find a way to win and get themselves into the playoffs and usually can make a run yeah in the playoffs and again it works out in kind of the 49ers favor Titans are struggling right now. Yes, and very, very beat up. And, I I mean, that's basically the reason that they're struggling. If they – I don't think that the Titans would be one of those teams that are having that late season kind of dip if they weren't so beat up. You know, if you still have your playmakers and, you know, it's not like everything's on fire around you, everybody's going down, I don't think that they're that type of team that would be in this situation right before the playoffs. They would probably be. They probably have the one seed almost locked up right now. Yeah, maybe a bold statement there. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's get into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. Um, we all love an action-packed, high-scoring game. Not so sure this one is going to be that, but I would still say that you're at least. It's at least probably a lock to have some points. 
And that's all you need when you use promo code TPPN with DraftKings. All you need is to place a $1 bet on any team to score. And once a single point is scored, new customers who bet just $1 on any team, any team at all to score can win $100 in free bets. If the sportsbook's not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And start this off as always. This is not betting advice. Very because, important to say right there. Uh, again, we're not, I'm not doing necessarily bad, but you're not doing good. I believe, if I remember correctly, you're 5 of 22 right six. now. 6. Oh, 6 of 22, sorry. Forgot about that one you got right. And I'm sitting at 11 of 22. And general information for this game, as of right now, checking it on Tuesday, the 49ers are 3.5 point favorites over the Titans. And the over and under for points is 44.5. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and spit mine off. And then I also have sort of a little bit of a feeling that I have to watch for over the next couple of days. But first, um, I don't want to touch this point spread right now at all. And the options on DraftKings right now are limited. So I'm going with under 44.5 and then also under the seven and a half first quarter total. So under 44 and a half in the game, under seven and a half in the first quarter. So slow developing game. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think so for sure. Um, what I wanted to say though, watch this spread. If this starts to move further in the 49ers direction, take the Titans. If it moves by like a point or more to four and a half or greater in the 49ers direction, I think you take the Titans on the spread. Okay. Well, unlike you, I'm not staying away from the spread. Um, and like you said, options are a little bit limited for this game on DraftKings right now. But I am taking the Titans to cover the three and a half points. I think it will be a close game. And even if they were to lose, I think they'll be within three points of the 49ers. And just looking around, I think that both teams will score 15-plus points. And just some other information here. For the Titans, plus 3.5, that's minus 110 on the odds. And for both teams to score 15-plus points, if you if you say that's going to happen, that's minus 190 on the odds right now. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I, I, I'm staying away from the point spread, so I don't know on that one for sure. <laughs> I am going to disagree with you on the other one, and you'll see why later as we, we close out the show. I, I really have a feeling you're fixing to keep the Titans around that 13, that unlucky 13. I don't know. I, just, I have that feeling right now. But we will see. And I do want to give just some more information on this 49ers team. Looking at their stats for the year passing 
their defense is seventh in yards allowed, tenth in touchdowns allowed, twenty seventh in interceptions. Their offense for passing, thirteenth in yards gained, fourteenth in touchdowns, and eighth in interceptions. Looking at their rushing defense, they are twelfth in yards allowed per game, twenty seventh in touchdowns and 14th in yards per attempt. So Titans can, if the Titans can get down near the goal line, have a good chance of running it in with the touchdowns that have been given up. Looking at the 49ers offense, rushing-wise, they rank 7th in yards per game, 4th in rushing touchdowns, and 17th in yards per attempt. Yeah, I, I mean... For the most part, the team is pretty middle of the pack. Their passing defense and rushing defense, I think... No, I'm sorry. Their passing defense and rushing offense, I think both are a little above average, and that kind of shows in the stats. Um, And just to put it in perspective here, here's the Titans' stats as of right now. So, passing. Their offense ranks 24th in yards per game. 26th in touchdowns, and 23rd in interceptions. Their passing defense, 19th in yards allowed per game, 10th in touchdowns, 11th in interceptions. Now, rushing offense, 4th in yards per game, 4th in touchdowns, and 15th in yards per attempt. Rushing defense, 2nd in yards per Per game, 19th in touchdowns and fifth in yards per attempt. They're holding teams to under three point under four yards per rushing attempt right now, and, and that could be huge against this 49ers team because they have been really good uh, this year and in the past about just finding creative ways really to create space and you know have success in the run game. So, I mean, that could be huge if if they're able to shut down the the run game there. And that was really the only other thing as far as previewing this game that I wanted to jump into. Again, main thing's going to be keeping the pressure off Ryan Tannehill. And if AJ's back, hopefully that opens things up. And the Titans will have to take care of the ball this game. If you keep giving the ball away, especially four times a game, Chances of you winning that game are very, very slim. I mean, you have to be facing a bad team to still win that game. Right. And I believe you have a couple stat chats for us this week, so let's get into those. Yeah, I do. Um, So on Football Outsiders, they have um, kind of a measure of how good a team is at getting sacks. Um, It's called adjusted sack rate, and it gives sacks plus intentional grounding penalties – per pass attempt, and then that is adjusted for down, distance, and opponent. So it kind of takes into account the situation and the difficulty uh, of the offensive line, you know, how quickly the quarterback typically gets the ball out, all of that stuff. Um, the football, football Outsiders has the 49ers ranked ninth in adjusted sack rate at 7.2%, and they are in the top 10 of the league in sacks with 36. That's one more than what the Titans have. So they're, you know, their pass rush is no joke. Um, 
that kind of shows in the fact that they're a pretty good team defensively against the pass. Um, I think the Titans will need to look to get quick passes out and then also try to enforce the run quite a bit because that's probably their best bet, If AJ, especially if A.J. Brown is not out there, let's be honest. Um, another thing, Jimmy Garoppolo, compared to other quarterbacks that we know from this season, and I'll say Wentz and Mac Jones, doesn't draw a lot of pass interference penalties. So Wentz has drawn 10 pass interference penalties for 247 yards, total of 247. It's only 10. And Mac Jones has drawn 11 for a total of 123 total yards. Um, And then Jimmy Garoppolo has only drawn five for 72 yards. So he doesn't draw near as many pass interference penalties as Wentz and Mac Jones, especially Wentz. Wentz, when he does it, it's like he gets so many yards. It's like 50 yards. Right. It seems like 50 yards every time. And I'm really surprised if there's one stat that I thought Carson Wentz would be leading in, it would be that one. <laughs> he's actually – he might be leading in yards, um, but I know that he's not leading in uh, total penalties because there's a couple that have gotten 11. There might even be one that's gotten 12. But, yeah, that's the stat chat. Um, 49ers, good at getting sacks. Jimmy Garoppolo not necessarily throwing the ball into situations that would draw pass interference, which also – probably coincides with not very often throwing the ball into a place where it could be picked. That That's a good point. Maybe not forcing it down the field. Yeah. And your, much, picks, just, your picks are not going to really come from contested catches. If you pick the ball off on Jimmy Garoppolo, it's probably going to come just on a good read where you jump. Good the, read or miscommunication right. between him and the receiver as far as what route is supposed to be run. Right. And now to close out the show, time to jump into the quick hitters and – First, the TTP fan takes. There you go. You're catching on now. We're going to start this off with my amazing wife, Carrie. Follow her on Twitter at CarrieLiz94. Her score prediction for this game is Titans winning 27-26. to 26. That would blow your under on points way out of the water. And bold prediction, and this could be end up being very bold, depending on what receivers Ryan Tannehill actually has. Right. She says Tannehill throws for 300 yards. Especially with so, no A.J. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if A.J. is not out there, that gets extremely bold. And even if A.J. is out there, given how this Titans offense has been playing, that's still really bold. Yeah. Then we have Matt Wilson. Find him on Twitter at underscore Matt Wilson 20. Bold prediction, Tennessee and the 49ers both rush for over 175 yards, and Tennessee wins 24-21. to 21. That's actually very possible. I mean, I don't personally don't think both it happens. Both over 175? But it's very, it's very possible. With the way this game could go? Even with the Titans' run defense, though? I, I mean, I, I think so. I uh, mean, again, I, that's where it gets bold. Yeah, Because for sure. the Titans' both run ways. defense. The Titans' run defense has been really good. Then we have Steven Croso. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right. Forgive him. I mean, yes, if you sorry. listen, you know he's not good with names. <laughs> and find him on Twitter at Savior789. He said he broke this down two different ways with a score prediction. If the Titans have A.J. Brown available for this game and he plays, 
He says the Titans win 23-21. to If A.J. Brown does not play, 49ers win 23-13. to 13. There comes that 13 back in. Now, then we have brother-in-law Thomas Peterson saying 49ers win 27-17. to 17. Bold prediction. couple different things here. Titans' total offense is less than 300 yards. Titans don't get any sacks this game. And the Titans lose a fumble. And then Eric Hynight, Hignight, Something like that. Sorry if you're watching the show, if I butchered that. As I mentioned, not that good at pronouncing names. Bold prediction, more touchdowns than the last game. So, more than one touchdown. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, I was jumping to my key to the game. Uh, I kind of said this earlier. Quick passes, don't let the pressure get to you. So, especially if AJ's not out there. You know, design some stuff that can get guys like Chester Rogers and, I mean, even though he's not the fastest, Nick Westbrook, design some things that might get them some space to catch the ball and, you know, have somewhere to go afterwards, especially with Chester Rogers. I mean, I think he could be utilized a little bit better um, as far as getting him the ball quickly and then letting him do something. I mean, you're letting the guy return kicks, so why not? Maybe change up the playbook, and instead of just calling your plays, change it up to the skills of these certain receivers right? and call stuff for them that play to their strengths and actually helps them get open. Right, and then, you know, you can also do the same thing. I mean, uh, Jeremy McNichols, get him involved a little bit more on early downs where you're, you, you know, you know, you, you know you're going to pass. I got caught up They're on my struggling. You know, there a little bit. <laughs> there a little bit. I, sorry, I have a, a little bit of a stutter sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just get these guys involved and your playmakers, especially McNichols, Chester Rogers, even Hilliard. Um, get them the ball in open space and just see if they can do some work. All right, I I like that. My first key to the game is, I mean, it's very much Captain Obvious here. Take care of the football. Yeah, I was not, wondering if you were going to take that. I one. mean, don't don't turn it over. It's it's that simple. You look back at these last couple of games that the Titans have lost, and the biggest factor is they still had a chance to win these games, but they didn't win them because they had so many turnovers. Steelers game, you you basically handed them that game on a silver platter because you kept turning the ball over on your side of the field, giving them a short field to work with. Even if they didn't score a touchdown, they were getting points. You can't do that and expect to win the game. And you kind of hit on the other key to the game that I was thinking of. Keep the pressure off of Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, if you let this 49ers defense get to him, it's going to be another long day. Yeah, I agree. Um, As far as my score prediction... I will go ahead and throw out 20 to 13 for San Francisco. I figured that would be the case. Um, I, I think they probably come out with this one, and that sucks. That leaves the Titans, you know, in a situation where they probably need to go beat the Dolphins and the Texans. Um, Maybe the Cardinals help the Titans out and hopefully beat so. The Colts. I, I'm really hoping for that. That's the main thing. Um, and then, I mean, this Titans team just hasn't 
look the same recently. Uh, bold prediction, Nick Bosa and Bud Dupree will combine for seven sacks. Okay. You want to go a step further and break that down on the no, who gets how many? I, I don't know exactly. I just <laughs> Nick Bosa seven, but Dupree's it. possible. Any any of those combinations that would get them seven or more, possible. All right, that man, I probably like six from Bosa and one from Dupree, or five and two. Man, that <laughs> that's bold. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to go. Ooh, bleh. Got tongue tied there. Uh, I'm going to go score prediction. Titans 20, 49ers 17. I knew you wouldn't do it. I, I I can't do it because Titans backs are against the wall yet again. Like they have been for the past several games that they've been, you know, but turning it, the ball over. Backs against the wall. How long you, can their backs be against the wall? Pretty much the whole before season. Before they eventually the, get, you the, know, like... The whole season. That, the wall just breaks down. <laughs> the, the whole season. Um, again, usually bigger games, when the lights are turned on, this team shows up and finds a way to win. Not all the time. I know there's times where they haven't, but more times than not, they end up finding a way to win. I think they do that here. Bold prediction. I'm going to say that Christian Fulton causes three turnovers for the Titans, whether that be him picking it off three times, him getting a pick and forcing two fumbles, just some combination of him forcing three turnovers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's pretty solid. And... I just don't think the Titans will be able to put up that many points, but I could very easily be proven wrong. I think if AJ comes back, they will have the ability and things will open up more to where they can put up 20 points. Yeah, I see that. Um, Do you have anything else to add? I think that's about it. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. (laughs) 